CR101radio.com, podcasts, and more. Welcome back to another episode of Preschool Pioneers. I'm your host, Jeremy Walker. You can follow us on our parent network, CR101 Radio, on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, Gab, YouTube, and Liberty News Radio. And you can subscribe to this podcast and preferred platform so that you never miss an episode. Visit cr101radio.com forward slash Preschool Pioneers for these links. So, let's go ahead and get started with this episode, which is entitled, O is for Overpopulation, How World Planners Plan to Reduce the World's Population Through Miseducation, Government Programs, and the Promotion of Sexual Deviancy. Well, I'm your host, Jeremy Walker. I am a husband, father of 11 children, and have been working in the field of early childhood education now for over 20-plus years. If you are listening to Preschool Pioneers, we want to welcome you back, and we want to answer the question, why Christians should become teachers. Christians should become teachers because children are being systematically targeted by religious humanists for indoctrination, so they will see the world as the humanists want them to see the world, and so they will join the humanists in their efforts not only to redefine the world, but also to govern in terms of it. A lot has happened over the last couple of weeks and months here in our world, specifically here in the United States. One of the things that has happened, which has been a hallmark, has been the Supreme Court's judgment to strike down Roe versus Wade as a judgment permitting and promoting highly the concept of abortion, murdering of children while in their mother's wombs. Now, this was a huge, huge thing that took place. My entire life, I have lived in America where the concept of abortion has always been legal and promoted. And now with the most recent changes with the Supreme Court, people have been calling the concept of being anti-abortion or anti-murder of children in the womb as extremist views, extremist. So if you are for the right for doctors to go in and surgically murder children in the womb, that is a good, moral, and positive thing. But to be against such things... You are a dangerous extremist that is a a harm to those all around you. Many people may not understand why abortion is such a foundational tenet of the humanistic doctrine and faith. So we're going to discuss that a little bit today. If you are a Christian teacher, if you are a Christian parent, then this concept is of the utmost importance. Abortion is a very important subject. Overpopulation and its tenets of faith are also very important and come with it a whole lot of baggage that you should be aware of. In the field of education, this is a primary focus. 
A very long time ago, back in 1968, there was a book written by Dr. Paul R. Ehrlich. It was entitled The Population Bomb. In this book, it posits the concept that the world itself is overpopulated. Now, what is overpopulation? For the Christian, for the non-Christian, what is the definition for this? Well, the idea is very simple. Your population is bigger than your food supply. Pretty simple. Or you could also define it as too many people in one place, so the resources are too low. And that doesn't mean just food. It could be housing. It could be lots of other things. And in the population bomb, uh, Dr. Ehrlich goes through quite a few things. But I want to talk about how these things affect Christians today. How does it affect your students? How does it affect your child? And how does it affect you? Why would this even be important? Well, if you want to understand what just happened in America, if you want to understand why so many people were upset about Roe v. Wade, it's not just about their dedication to the ability to have freedom, which means autonomy, to kill children in the womb or not. That is a large, large part of it, the selfish aspect of it. The other side, however, is control, governmental control. And abortion is one of the number one primary things or programs advocated by Dr. Ehrlich in his book, The Population Bomb. Governments were supposed to promote the use of abortion to control the current population. Then, of course, if they could not get the people to kind of willfully, willfully go along and kill their own children, then they were supposed to, if need be, according to Dr. Ehrlich, they were supposed to make it mandatory. Now, that sounds kind of crazy, I know, but they've been doing it for a very long time all around the world. China being the most glaring example of what we're talking about with their one-child policy. Well, that did not go too well for them. They ended up where most of the families would abort or murder their girls so they could have their one son. They're very ancestral in their heritage, and so they wanted a male to take over. They wanted their son to carry on their line, to carry on their name. And because of that, now China has a giant problem with population, but it's not overpopulation. It's having only males. And of course, this causes a major, major problem. But it's been known to be a failure when mankind tries to step in and mankind on the governmental level tries to control things. It's always a failure. They don't have the competency on that level to control such things. In other words, they're trying to do things that are too high and too mighty for themselves. Dr. Ehrlich, in his book, The Population Bomb, and the people that read it, it's obvious so many people did read it, because what we're seeing today all these years later, is almost a step-by-step -step playbook for what we're seeing from what he advocated. One of the first things that Dr. Ehrlich was promoting, which we're seeing today in our schools, is education. Well, at least we would call it miseducation. In other words, not real education. They're trying to get children to see the world as they see the world or as they want 
your children to see the world. And it's working. It's working quite well. See, Christians aren't getting involved in education. They're thinking for somehow it's still about reading, writing, and arithmetic. And so if you send your children to school, it doesn't really need to be a Christian school. It doesn't really need to be taught the Bible because, after all, what does the Bible have to do with one plus one? Well, it has a lot to do with it because nothing is an island to itself. In the concept of miseducation, there have been many focuses which we have seen of late. One on human origins. When I was growing up as a child, this was the educational program I was indoctrinated with, evolution. In other words, your origins are not one of a creature who was created by a creator with a purpose. We are all just cosmic accidents and stardust that through some unknown process, which we call the process of life, which we can't even define, everything came into existence and is in its present form. Now, it's not finished, of course, because we're heading somewhere. We're moving somewhere. Life finds a way. And mankind, those who are true believers in evolution, want to kind of steer man's evolution. And many of them are very serious about these concepts. But human origins and the miseducation thereof steers children on the wrong path from the beginning. They also go into biology, which we have really seen this one of late, where there is no such thing as male and female anymore, or they call it, there are no binary systems as we thought. Then they take things and redefine them, change words. They posit truths that, well, in the past, we thought we knew about humanity. We thought we knew about biology. But you know what? We didn't know it all. Science now has taught us more. They are no longer just male and female, but there are other forms of mankind, which we're going to say are genders, not his sex. And so they're redefining things. Sex being your genital organs, which they know there's only two forms of those. Either you have male genitalia or you have female genitalia. But now we've introduced a concept known as gender. But nobody can tell you what those are and how many there are and how they are either understood to be truthful or not. But if you don't believe it, well, you're a hater. If you don't teach it, well, you're dangerous. You're going to cause a person to harm themselves because you won't help them self-affirm their own delusions. Well, the problem is, is that if you're a teacher, if you're an educator, your job is not to self-affirm other people. That's not your job. Your job is not to tell a person, well, I know, little Billy, that you thought one plus one was six. And since you really believe one plus one is six, little Billy, then I'm going to give you an A, even though you gave the wrong answer. Because after all, it's really about what's in your heart. There is the true answer, which is one plus one equals two. And then there is the subjective answer, where one plus one equals six, and they're both correct. And, of course, if you were given a bad grade by your teacher or told that you were wrong, well, you might self-harm if somebody told you that. Because, after all, you know that one plus one equals six, 
And if somebody tells you differently, well, you might hurt yourself. So those teachers, educators, parents, friends, and family who don't help you self-affirm you in your error of mathematics, well, they hate you. They are disgusting. These are people who are endangering you, your mental, your physical health and wealth. And so these people must be hurt. These people must be destroyed. And the people who are all wrong, the people who come up with their own answers to whatever subject there is, well, they are the ones we are to promote. In other words, America has lost its mind. The educational field has lost its mind. But actually, that's only from a Christian perspective. When you stop and and if you really want to understand this as the Christian teacher and parent, you have to understand what is actually going on. See, what I've been saying up until now is that we have very definitive origins. We have very definitive biology, which was given to us by God, and therefore it is firm as a foundation to sit upon. There is truth that is there that is outside of man. We learn what we are and where we came from. We don't decide to determine for ourselves where we came from. We don't determine our own biology. We don't create ourselves. But from the other perspective, just so you understand what you're dealing with, from the other perspective, they do. They do. They get to decide for themselves where they want to go. After all, there is no purpose to their lives. They popped into existence by accident. There's nobody who's going to say, you have a purpose in life, so a person must give themselves their own purpose. Nobody is telling them that your biology has a, a God-given uh, purpose and reason for existence, and you have a role to play based on what you are, given to you by your creator, if you're a male or if you're a female. But for these people on the other side, this is not the case. So this is why they don't understand you, and this is why you don't understand them. You're literally talking about two different subjects. You're starting from two different foundations and are not ever going to come together, ever, because they cannot accept the truth about God, and you can't accept their truth of nothingness and chaos. There are two different foundations with two different starting points, which then, of course, as these people travel along, follow its natural courses, are going to be at odds with each other, and there is no coming together. It's not going to happen. Sexuality is another big one of these, which has been thrown into complete chaos. And once again, you have the parallels, the Christians on the one side and the humanist evolutionaries on the other, which are the revolutionaries, the chaos lovers. These are the ones on the other side. And it's seen very much so in the realm of sexuality. And your children are a target. They want your children. They want your students. They want to teach them what they want them to think is true, based on what these people think is true. See, they have what they believe is a truth, just like Christians have what they believe is the truth as well. Both are absolutely evangelical, and both, if they're actually staunch believers, are not going to change or move their positions. Sexuality is to be had between not only just a man and a woman, but also within the institution that is considered to be called marriage, 
monogamy, marriage under God. This is how sexuality is to be enjoyed and to be handled. Now, for the people on the other side, that's not the case. You can do whatever you want, with whomever you want, whenever you want. And, of course, you see what they get. You see the fruit that is produced. Right now, all across the world, people are talking about monkeypox. And it's another type of virus. It's another disease. And it's, from the very beginning, was known to have started to be spread when men had gone to these kind of parties that they apparently have in other countries where lots and lots of men get together and they have a time of frivolity with each other and there's homosexuality that ensues. Well, because this took place and it spread like this and it's mostly, mostly, predominantly, almost exclusively spread by men who have sex with other men, as they might say. This now has a stigma. This has a stigma. And they're going to try to change the name now because they want to get rid of the stigma that comes with monkeypox because it's not just a homosexual disease. Other people can get it too. It's not just a sexually transmitted disease. Other people can get it in other ways as well. Well, that's all true because you can get HIV and AIDS other ways than just promiscuity or homosexuality. But it is a called a sexually transmitted disease, even though you can get it other ways. And there are other sexually transmitted diseases out there as well. But guess what? Can you tell me how many sexually transmitted diseases infect those people who hold the Christian view when they are living a lifestyle underneath those beliefs? When they stay celibate while they are young, they find themselves a spouse— they get married, and then they stay monogamous with each other and faithful to each other their whole lives. Can you tell me how many diseases these people are known for and for spreading? None. None. See, when God says that you are not going to have the diseases that are on the pagans in the Bible, it wasn't just because there were these magical diseases that were going to fall from the sky. But because of how you lived, this was going to be if you were going to be diseased or not. In other words, there are certain consequences. If you went to the stove that is hot and put your hand on it, it gets burned. However, there is a proper way to use a stove, and it's not putting your hand on the hot burner. And so God's laws and God's commandments specifically on sexuality have this type of understanding. If you break them, there are consequences. Now, overpopulation is mostly involved in miseducation. They want abortion. They have other things which they try to promote, which is sex education in schools. The human purpose of why we're here is distorted to whatever we want it to be. As we've mentioned before, abortion is one of the biggest programs, biggest programs to remove people from the world by basically and simply making sure they never existed to begin with. Promiscuity, adultery, and homosexuality as far as sexual deviancy are highly, highly promoted. Because what happens? Well, promiscuity goes with the concept, of course, with the idea of birth control. Abortion, of course, and birth control go hand in hand. And people that are promiscuous are all about themselves. They don't want children. So how do people get the world to be less populated? Well, they promote promiscuity. And this, of course, is going to make people want to control their birth 
They don't want children. If you do get them, you can kill them. Adultery is another concept. When people are committing adultery, they had a spouse, but now they're off with somebody else. They're not trying to have children with somebody else. They already had a spouse. So, of course, once again, you have the concepts of birth control and abortion again. Homosexuality is also highly, highly promoted in our uh, country today. And the reason for it is because there are no children involved. This is sterility involved here. And this is part of the goal. Back in the book, The Population Bomb, these were the concepts that were supposed to be pushed. And they did, well, they did a very good job at it. See, the government wants a small population. It believes it has a competency sufficient to run the world. This goes with how much power we have, how much food that we grow. And these are supposed to be governmental concerns. But see, the problem is, is that they are not an omnicompetent civil government. They do not have the capacity to even understand what it would take to properly run a society and culture, to properly plan. Now, it doesn't stop them from trying, and it doesn't stop them from using your children to try to do such things. But they do not have the capability. But your children are targets. Christians, sadly, do not understand this. At best, what they do, at best, at best, what they do is they realize that there's a problem with uh, government schools. They realize there's a problem with indoctrination, and they want their children to be unsullied from the world. So what do they do? They go into homeschooling, which, once again, is a good thing, but that's it. They stay in their homes. They don't leave for the most part. They focus on academics as if academics was the problem which it's not. It's not that your child is not smart enough. The problem is that your child is not moral enough, and that is the main problem, not your child's level of education. So if you want to understand as a Christian parent and you're in homeschooling, you need to focus on that. They also need to focus on making your child productive. Teach them a trade. Teach them how to work. Make sure they get up on time and go to bed on time, learn how to take care of the house, and how to actually get a job. That's going to be extraordinarily super, super important for them. But for Christians, we need to get ourselves involved. Because our enemies are not going away. They understand how important children are. The question is, do we? Do we seriously take it upon ourselves to not only see that our children are important, our personal children, but also there are other children in the world that need help as well. They are being lied to. They are targets of people who believe that they are nothing, there is no truth, and are going nowhere. And these children are being taught this. They're going to grow up like this. And it's the only thing that can stop this is Christian education. Flat out, it's that simple. There's nothing else that's going to change. So, if you are interested in the concept of Christian education, we urge you to get involved here on Preschool Pioneers. Check out our website at cr101radio.com forward slash preschool pioneers for more links. This is Jeremy Walker signing off, and hopefully I've given you something to think about. Thank you, and God bless.